0: I'm Liz hershnoff Tolly, and welcome to Capital Coffee Connection. I am really excited to have an amazing guest today, an elected leader. And the purpose of this conversation is going to be talking about heart and humanity. We're not talking politics and policy, because what I've learned is that so many folks look around and they just say, Oh, she's just a politician, she's just a cutout, you know, it's it's already planned, everything's planned. This is not planned, you don't know the questions, but all the questions are gonna really be about the heart, the humanity, who you are. Um, Because I think that once we can have people understand that you have special stories, that you're an interesting person, and that you really are passionate about the work you're doing, um, people will start to understand that we actually have a lot in common. And I think about like the human genome, which basically says that all people on the earth, eight billion plus, are 99.6% the same. So the question is what's the difference? It's less than half a percent. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between people? Um, and maybe we celebrate those differences opposed to like finding ways to um, attack each other. So I, I say that in introduction because um, I want people to understand that we're not going to talk about the craziness. We're going to really talk about the beautiful things. Mm-hmm. Our guest today is Congresswoman Hillary Skelton and I said it right. You did. Good. Um, And you represent Michigan's third congressional district. That's right. And to give people an idea of what towns, what areas that is, Mm -hmm. you represent Grand Rapids, Muskegon, and Grand Haven. That's right. And what's great is that you are really a diverse area. You have suburbs, you have farmlands, and you have beautiful miles of actually Michigan shoreland. Yeah,
1: that's right.
0: So, What I did because I was kind of geeking out on this was to learn a little bit more about you, and at the same time, really learn about Grand Rapids because your family's been there for four generations, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, okay. Um, And Grand Rapids has some really fun facts, so I'm going to share them. And if you want to jump in, please do. Okay. And then we'll introduce you formally, and we'll get really down to business. All right, sounds good. But Grand Rapids sits along the Grand River, and it flows into Lake Michigan. Mm -hmm. And the river was famous for the mile long, three hundred yard wide, ten to fifteen foot tall rapids. And that's how Grand Rapids got its name. That's
1: right. Very yeah, cool. That's right. Pretty yeah. boring, basic, right? <laughs> um, and that we think it's it's, it's exciting. Oh, and, and then like a
0: boring neck like, and the name was so easy to yeah, come up right, with. Right. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> rapids are very exciting. Yes. Um, and then that Grand Rapids is famous for like a manufacturing of furniture. You have many and very top-line manufacturers that for many years have been in Grand Rapids. That's right. And then I love this one that in 2012-13, it became called Beer City. Yep. Because you have (laughs) over 40 craft breweries within 30-minute drive. And they all have, according to what I read, delicious
1: beer. They're excellent.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I did a little bit of... That, and then what I wanted to also share with everyone before we start talking is that actually you made some pretty incredible history because while we aren't talking about politics and policy, you're a woman leader and you got into this just recently in terms of like on a national level and you actually flipped a 50-year stronghold Republican district to Democrat, mm-hmm. and you are the first woman and mother ever to represent Michigan's third district in Congress.
1: First woman and mother in all of West Michigan history, not just my district. First woman in history to represent my district. Um, only the second woman in history for all of West Michigan, uh, which is a, the entire western half of the state. It's, it's pretty remarkable. We've only ever had one other woman, a Republican. That was when Eisenhower was president. Well,
0: many people. Would be like, they don't even know how long ago that was. (laughs) Um,
1: But, anyways, I
0: wanna say thank you. And I am so glad that you were that first, which should have been maybe 30 or 40 years ago, but we gotta (laughs) start first somewhere. And I just wanna welcome you for Capital Coffee Connection. We both have a little espresso. Thank you. And thank you for being here. And um, one day we're gonna sit in a real coffee shop, but for today, drink this and think we're really just hanging out at your local uh, coffee shop. I love this. Thank okay. you so much for having me Liz. It's great to be here. Thank you. So let's talk a little bit um your family is from you have four generations of family from Grand Rapids okay. which is really cool. Yeah. I mean your grandparents like literally grew up where you're raising your boys. That's right. Talk a little bit about that and what it was like to grow up in Grand Rapids and and just what that city, and
1: obviously what Michigan is to you, yeah, it's home. Uh, you know, and that's really one of the reasons why i why I wanted to run, why I knew that I would be a, a good leader and a good fit because, you know, I this is where I was born and raised. This is where my family was raised. I have seen uh, the, the change that has sort of taken place throughout West Michigan over generations. Yeah. Um, it's in my blood and uh, you know, it's, it's really special just to be connected to a land and a place um, to know that, you know, when my kids are riding their bike around the block, it's the same place where, you know, my, my dad would have ridden his bike, uh, over at his grandparents house where, where my grandma and grandpa did yeah. as well. And what was school like
0: back for you? Was, and, and do you have any special teacher or experience that still sticks with you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, so West Michigan is a pretty conservative Dutch Christian Reformed enclave. And, you know, I think that helps to understand why we haven't had too many women leaders coming out, you know, the the more traditional church style, which didn't allow women to be ordained until a couple decades ago. Um, you know, we have never seen women from our community rise up and and take on these leadership positions. Um, My mom was hugely uh, influential to me. Um, My family actually was not very political in any way, Um, but my mom uh, was a leader in our church, um, which was pretty new uh, and and touchy at the time Um, and really service was at the heart of, of what really drove my family. She was a public school teacher. And she gave her life to her students and their families, um, opened her heart, our home, sometimes in very literal ways, to bringing to her students, to her students. To yeah. her students. And, and you know, she worked at a pretty high poverty elementary school. And seeing a need, responding to it, was the example that I was always shown. You know, whether it was kids needing a place to stay if a parent had been arrested or was yes. going through a hard time, falling on homelessness, um, people who needed a car, um, my you know parents helped them get one. It was an example that was shown to me all, all through growing up and I think is really a deep part of the West Michigan service-oriented ethos. I love it. And see,
0: again, those are the things I would know. Yeah. And that you can't read that on a on a web page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Um, talk about, like, first jobs you had. Because you didn't wake up one day and say, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be a uh, – you were 16 <laughs> and said, I'm going to be a politician. Oh, my goodness. It was, what, it was what one kind of the of last like, things jobs from that were my mind.
1: mind. Yes. Yeah, fun yeah. jobs. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, my my very first job was working at the local Dutch bakery – Ida's Pastry Shop, uh, work in the counter, uh, you know, selling the cinnamon rolls uh, after school. Sounds
0: really good. Yes,
1: exactly. Uh, metabolism was much different back then. You know, <laughs> could eat all the cookies I wanted. Yeah. Um, and that was just such a fun job. You know, really. Is Ida still there? It is. Wow. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, and, and that's really fun to, you know, stop back in every once in a while. So, That's a
0: good job. And I always feel like uh, retail, anytime you have to have customer service, it's a good experience. It is,
1: it is. And it's a great way to, you know, stay in touch with uh, the community and, you know, hear what's going on.
0: Yeah. Talk, and you mentioned already about faith, um, because faith is something that's important in terms of obviously seeing your parents, you know, giving back, especially your mom and probably your grandparents and such. But what, how does that, feel for you, and what do you do with that, and is yeah. that part of what led you to public service? Um, it's a big question, and then with your kids, because we'll yeah. talk about your kids in a minute, but
1: being a mom, right. and, and what does that have to, how does that work all together? Yeah, absolutely, you know, my, my faith is what grounds me, keeps me motivated, it is my North Star. I think yeah. with a lot of Democrats, there can be discomfort talking about your faith, especially your Christian faith, because it's, you know, it has been appropriated in in really negative ways in our culture today, and I think has a lot of negative associations with it. But, you know, I have found that a lot of people in our community have felt that what is happening in the political world today in the name of faith, was so at odds with what we were really taught about loving your neighbor as yourself compassion justice welcoming the stranger opening your heart and your home to you know the the poor and the outcast again justice for the marginalized um, and realizing that my community, was open to something else, wanted to hear a different version of how our faith could be expressed in public life. It's not about implementing strictly Christian policy ideas, yeah. it's about allowing your faith to guide you to to service which i i don't know anything that is a a greater act of, of service than uh working as a public servant uh in in elected office yeah. um you know it's it's not uh, exorbitant pay it's long hours and being away from home and we'll talk about the kids
0: in yeah. a sec being yeah. away from your kids yeah. and your husband exactly
1: So But you you believe in what you do? I I absolutely believe in what I do. And you know, I I still every day start my day with prayer. I keep a running list of, you know, when I'm talking to constituents or keeping uh, you know, making phone calls and I hear about someone who's having a hard time or having an issue, I I write it down in a in a prayer book. And when I start my day um, I, I read through those names and I think about those people and it, it's a, a really helpful reminder and a grounding of of why I, I do this very hard work. You know, first that's beautiful and I also think it's a grounding of why we're all
0: in this together. Yeah. Re- regardless of necessarily the political and and it's very important, but like just that concept and I keep going, love thy neighbor mm-hmm. as thyself, yeah. you know? And it's like we have really religion and and just society i think lost touch of what that really means yeah and i think the more we talk about it and you did say it like people are maybe hesitant to speak about it yeah but i think the more we speak about it and others do and we encourage others whatever their faith is yeah and whatever their belief is but that and we'll get to it later on about that positive energy being shared Mm -hmm.
1: yeah you know it's been it's been such a positive experience i was so nervous to talk about my faith openly. At first, I didn't want people to think, you know, I was expressing this idea that there is only one way, right, to to do things. But, you know, talking just about it as a this is this is my faith. This is how it how it works for me. And, and we should have a society where all people should feel free to be able to Uh, Practice their own religion to express their their own religious individuality their religious beliefs or lack of religious beliefs it's all okay Uh, that is it's all okay that is uh, literally what our country was founded on yes and you know I I think it has been as we've seen a a, you know a movement quote unquote in the name of freedom uh, in recent years um, to, to sort of take back our country be it you know book banning or, or whatever, what offends me as a religious person is that a lot of times this this precludes my own freedom of, of expression and religion and how how I feel I'm, yes. I'm called to, to live it out. Um, and, you know, as well as, you know, whether you're Jewish, Hindu, Muslim, uh, you know, there can't just be one idea of how to express your religious beliefs in this country, yeah. um, that's what the First Amendment is all about.
0: Yes, it is.
1: <laughs> so now
0: let's talk about a husband.
1: Yes. Jesse. Yeah. Um, he's
0: a professor. Um, and I'd love for us to know kind of what he does as mm-hmm. a professor. But you have two kids. Yeah. And um, they
1: are teenagers? They're they're 10 and 13. Okay, so they're almost teenager so they're, and teenager. Yeah.
0: And how do, they, how do you first balance it because you are on the road a lot and yeah. you've got to be in DC yep. and how do they deal with it as kids mm-hmm. and how does Jesse and how do you make it all work because yeah. Jesse has to be pretty special
1: to do what he's doing
0: <laughs> and I mean to support a leader either way you know husbands yep. or wives I think yeah. that's
1: impressive yeah he he is uh he's just incredible uh he was the first person who encouraged me to run I love him um, and you know this is um I love the story because it's about the tenderness of uh, him as a dad, and uh, really about the humanity at the heart of of what we're dealing with. Right. Um, and you know, not not getting into the policy of it, but when I um, I was an attorney working in the Justice Department, um, and and really saw a lot of policies, particularly around family separation, the Muslim travel ban that were deeply at odds with my uh, my own moral compass, <laughs> my uh, commitment to protect and defend the Constitution. I took a stand, left, and that's when we moved back home to West Michigan. I started working at a legal aid organization where we were representing every child that was separated from their parent at the border and brought to Michigan for yeah. foster care. Um, and, one summer you know we're working 14 hour days uh you know you ask how my kids are dealing with it they're they're used to mom working hard for for a cause um and you know we were dealing with family separation jesse came to to see me uh bring me an iced coffee uh one afternoon it was going to be a late night and he's a pretty stoic guy but we were walking through the waiting room um, back to my office, and I was just chattering about, oh, the kids got to go to this practice and that practice. I made dinner; it's in the, yeah, in the yeah. fridge, whatever. And he kind of trails off, and and he wasn't responding. And we get to my office, and I I turn and I look at him, and his eyes are just filled with tears. Mm. We had just walked through a waiting room where there were three children waiting on a bench. They were about our our kids' age at the time, and he just said you you see this on the news and, and they were all alone horrific and they were alone because they had been taken from their parents yeah. they didn't know where their parents yeah. were didn't speak any English had no idea where they were yeah. they were all dressed in their Sunday best because they had to go to court for, for a, a deportation hearing young children and he said you know these kids are the same age as, as our boys as James and Wesley we have to do something yeah. about this, and you know, it was it was him and his partnership and and his belief that we could really make a difference in our community. I like that. And you know, he's just been there for me every step of the way, and uh, he's such an incredible dad to our boys. Um, and I think about them coming of age. In some ways, it is it is a hard time. To be running as you know your children are are entering adolescence, but at the same time you know I had the opportunity to have a very flexible work schedule when they were young. I was able to be a very attentive yes. and and physically attentive mom, even though I worked hard. Um, you know, and now as they're getting older you know they're really forming a strong bond with their dad as as they're figuring out how to be young men yeah. um and so it's um it's really it, it, it works it works well for our family yeah. um you know i i'm able to facetime them yeah. uh we make collaborative spotify playlists together uh, as a I family so we're all listening to the same things yeah. and um we build habits and routines in that that really keep us all connected
0: i love that Okay, but then the only person that we didn't talk about, or person, the only living being in your home oh. that we need to just mention because I know is very important, is Smokey. You want to tell everyone about Smokey? Yeah. Well,
1: I was going to correct you to say I actually have three sons. Yes. Um, okay. Yes, James, yeah. Wesley, and and Smokey. Okay. Uh, my my fur my fur baby. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> When did you get your fur baby, so, Smoky? Yeah, we we got him uh shortly, you know, it, it, pandemic, uh m- middle of the pandemic uh and we actually sadly had our our pup of 12 years uh that my husband and I had before kids. Um he passed away of cancer and then we were able to bring Smoky into oh, the nice. family and he is uh, mischievous and fun and he, he really has a personality all his own. I love it. I love it. It adds real
0: good character to the He's family. He's waiting
1: there for me. I have a late flight that I take back from DC and sometimes I don't get back till closer to midnight. And but Smokey's waiting. Smokey is waiting right there. I love and, it. And Jesse always waits up for me too but Smokey's is the face I see in the window when, uh, when the car pulls up. I love it. That's great.
0: Could you tell us a little bit about what is the Best advice you ever received, mm-hmm. and maybe the worst advice you ever received.
1: Well, since we're talking about parenting and family, this is this is sort of top of mind uh, for me because, you know, we mentioned at the start of the show, I I am the first mother in history to be sent to Congress to to represent West Michigan mm-hmm. in Congress, and you know, we're we're sort of setting a, a new example yeah. of, of how to do these things. And so, you know, when I was running, I had so many people tell me, you can't do this. You can't do this as a mom. You know, think about your family. You're going to be harming your family. And you know that that sticks with you as as you know you might be experiencing your own maternal guilt and you think, oh, how could I possibly yeah. do this? And that dovetails really nicely into the best advice I ever Good. received, which is um, our, our boy's pediatrician, when I was a, a young mom trying to figure out breastfeeding, just terrified that I was doing it all wrong and I was going to mess my children up forever. And she said, Hillary, there is no way to be a perfect mother but there are a million different ways to be a really good one. Oh, that's, that's, that's correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it has really stuck with me. And I think, you know, I think I am a really good mom and I have a great relationship with my boys and I'm so proud of the example that I'm setting for them of all that a woman and mother can be. I love it. It's
0: very important, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, what is your favorite meal?
1: Oh my goodness, I would say almost anything that I eat sitting around the kitchen table with my guys, uh, as soon as, as soon as I get home. Um, I, I love to cook, uh, and, and I, I cook a lot of different things. So, um, we're going to be coming up on fall soon and I make a great lentil soup with with homemade bread and uh that sounds really that's one good. of my favorites. Yeah. The homemade bread sounds great too. Yeah. <laughs> what kind is it usually? It's the it's the no need, you know, the 24-hour. I'm I'm easy But it's like peaser. doughy on the inside oh, and a little crusty, crunchy on the outside. Oh, yeah, crusty on the outside, you know, doughy on the inside. Yeah. Sounds yummy. Mhm.
0: Okay. Um favorite music.
1: Oh my goodness. <laughs> my boys often joke you know, mom will either be listening to hymns or hip hop when she pulls up uh, in, the, in the van for practice. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's all the best. <laughs> I think it surprises a lot of people uh, that uh, i That you love hip hop. That I love hip hop, yeah.
0: I, I love hip-hop, too, and I think it's just the best energy, and it just goes. It our, just keeps our, going.
1: Our, We were uh, at a Democratic women's event, and all of the freshman women were there with some of the older members, and we had to go around, and it was like, you know, say uh, we, Aretha's, uh, Aretha Franklin or Megan Thee Stallion, and, you know, I, I shouldn't have gone first because I answered honestly, <laughs> uh, big Megan Thee Stallion fan, and <laughs> everyone was like, oh. Like record scratch. Uh, okay, but that yeah. also tells us
0: that we have new energy and yes. younger uh, people, yep. different ideas that are entering into our public life.
1: That's exactly and right. And everybody's
0: welcome, but we do need new yeah, energy.
1: We do. We do uh, and that's so. a
0: metaphor for it, if you exactly. ever found one. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Very strong woman forward music. Yeah. And, uh, and, you need and, and it in by Congress. The way, yeah. the
0: Franklin's amazing. But Megan oh, Stallion uh-huh. is just, yeah. I get it. I get it. <laughs> um, okay. If you had to pick your favorite household chore, what would that be?
1: Oh man, I actually love doing laundry uh, I it do is too. Uh, you know it's it's just it's it's quiet it's contemplative I can feel really organized um and ever since my boys were little, I love just folding their little clothes and <laughs> uh, you know it's it's a it's kind of a fun way to connect with them as well so yeah.
0: Yeah. And let's say your family was going to travel somewhere. All of you were going to go somewhere Uh, that maybe is like just the top of your list of incredible places to go. Where would that be?
1: You know, I, 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 this is going to sound contrived, but it is, it is so true. Anywhere in Michigan, uh, we have the wow. most beautiful coastlines. We love going to uh, Michigan's uh, Upper Peninsula um, every summer, and it is—it's just so remote. It gets so dark. You can see at night. You can see all the stars. The lights are out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's 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 more it's more remote. We go camping, and you can see the Northern Lights from up there. Oh wow, really? Um, we're a big fishing. Family, oh nice! Yeah, it's uh, it's great fishing up there too. Good. Yep,
0: I love that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when it gets really stressful and things are just rough and like, how how do you recharge? How do you, what do you do to get back to, you know, Hillary feeling good?
1: Hmm. You know, Jesse is a big part of that. Um, when I get back from DC. Usually we will sit out on our front porch, no matter the weather. I mean, we're talking Michigan; it gets real cold. Yes, we've got a little buddy heater mm-hmm. and big blankets, and we'll just sit out there and and be outside and breathe the fresh air. And it's a it's a great way to connect and um, be back together. You know, as I said to every morning, I I really do. I have a you know a practice of journaling and praying and it's a it's a great way to to center and and ground myself i agree yeah
0: yeah so now we're going to play this game which i think is kind of fun and it it's kiss marry kill but we do kiss marry trash because we don't kill okay and you're going to get three things and then you're going to say what you would marry what you would kiss and what you would trash okay and i've done this with some of your colleagues and Many of them have played very, and had a great time, and then some have chosen not to get, you know, not yeah. to have to make a tough decision. Yeah. And they're really easy ones. Oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. So the first one is hanging out with your kids, ping pong. So again, kiss, marry, trash. Yeah. Yeah. Ping pong, miniature golf, bowling.
1: Oh, OK. This is hard, because I actually really do like all of these things. But I would say um, Mary's got to be mini golf. Uh, we, we love that. It, kiss, bowling. Trash is ping pong, but only because I'm really competitive and they can already beat me. So I hear you.
0: I have a kids that are boy. My son can already beat yeah. me. Yeah. Um, desserts: chocolate chip cookies, ice cream, apple pie.
1: Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, I could trash the the ice cream, the vanilla ice cream. Did you say vanilla? Any ice cream. Yeah. Oh, any ice cream. I mean, I really love ice cream, but I I think. Um, it would have to be that. I mean, I'm a Michigan girl. I can never get rid of apple pie. And I, I just love chocolate chip cookies. So Mary, chocolate chip cookies, kiss, apple pie, and sadly, trash ice cream. Okay. Yeah. That's good. But hard. I know. I might have to go back in the trash and take okay. it out. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Let's do
0: seasons. Okay. Summer, fall,
1: winter. Yeah. Oh, this is hard. As I mentioned, you know, we are year-round anglers in our house, and uh, we, we just... Love every season. Uh, Mary has got to be fall. There's nothing like a Michigan fall. They start warm, and then by the end, you know, we're lighting that first fire in our wood stove. Uh, I think I'm. Uh, how how in the world do you choose? I you don't have to. I am gonna have to pass because okay. uh, you know the, the nothing like swimming in Lake Michigan all summer long, camping, and then we love to ski in in the winter. So that's the best answer. We got it. it We got to pass. Okay, good. Choose.
0: Uh, Relaxing. Netflix, reading,
1: meditating. Okay. Mary has got to be meditating. Kiss would be reading. And I mean,. Trash would be Netflix, but, but you still love I, Netflix. I, really, I really love a good Netflix binge. I'm yeah. with you. I'm I, with I, you. I, I've got to, yeah. It, it, my husband and I, we love we love just watching TV, and we do it with the boys uh, It's a as nice well. family time it together. Is, it yeah. is,
0: And yeah. Netflix is, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, this is an easy one. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner.
1: Oh, I am a huge breakfast eater that is merry easily. Um, and lunch, I always get hungry during the day so that's got to be kiss honestly I could go without dinner almost any day of the week that's good yeah yeah (laughs)
0: um if you're gonna watch a movie romantic comedy
1: thriller (sighs) thriller Mary thriller is Mary um I kiss a comedy and I'm not I'm not a huge romantic so we could we could trash those yeah um food types Mexican, Japanese, Italian. Ooh. Mexican Mary, for sure. We eat it all the time in our house. Family favorite. Um I would say kiss Japanese and and trash Italian, although whew, you know, it's the carbs, you know, it's, it's uh it. but but we, we, we do we do love uh, our, our pasta bolognese in our house. <laughs>
0: okay, so I'm gonna ask you that one. Okay, so I get the pasta bolognese, yeah. and that's one of the ones I ask, which is which pasta yeah fusilli penne
1: spaghetti oh um penne trash spaghetti kiss uh fazule mary you'd marry that yeah okay good good
0: and then also uh, michigan maybe this is an easy one but basketball baseball football Mm,
1: i'm gonna have to pass you know i'm the daughter of a sports writer and was a student athlete myself and my boys play all of the above. So, what was
0: your sport? And what was your sport? Basketball and oh, you played, yeah. I ran track. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I was a mile runner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you still run? I do.
1: Yeah. And and do you have enough time to run? I I, I still run about three times a week, and it is uh, it's another sort of lifeline to Save to sanity. You. Saves, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And what sports do your boys play? I'm just curious. Oh, or what basketball,
1: don't they play? Don't they play? Is is more more the answer? So yeah, uh, basketball, baseball cross-country, track, soccer. Everything. Everything. And I'm sure like
0: as the mom, it's like just to go watch them is just joy. It's it's pure joy. It okay. is so fun. So that leads us to our last question, okay, which great. is about joy. Yes. So I ask each person, which is a question about joy. Mm-hmm. What do you, What is joy? How do you define joy? Yeah. And, and you've already spoken a lot about it through your faith. Yeah. But I think if we could finish and expand upon it, you've talked about how much that means to your life. So I think this is an easy, beautiful way for us to end. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you talk about what joy means to you? Mm -hmm. What brings you joy? And the idea of you sharing that joy with others because you're joyful Mm. and what kind of an effect that has on others. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting. The name Hillary means Joy, hilarity, uh, and I find that that is uh, just such a, a dominant characteristic of of mine. Finding the the joy, mm-hmm. um, even on hard days, is what what motivates me. Um, there is so much to fret about right now in our world, but there are so many incredible moments of yes. joy. Um, you know, just. Last week, we were able to recover service medals posthumously for uh, a veteran who served in Vietnam. Uh, His mother, a gold star mother, our office learned that uh, she had never received his purple heart, had never received his other medals. This man was a hero. Yes. He... Was they were returning from a mission. He ran away from. They they were started to take on sniper fire. He ran away to draw the fire onto himself while his Uh, troops took cover. Yeah, they were saved. They were saved because of him. And we had a service and a ceremony. At this ceremony, you know, individuals who were part of his troop that that shipped out from Grand Rapids came back. They hadn't seen each other in 50 years. Uh, there is so much joy in being able to to provide that and and do that for this community, and that work continues even despite all of the obstacles that we are we are facing as a country right now. Um, connecting with that joy is is what keeps me going, and mm-hmm. you know as I we started talking about you know. Uh, that example of giving back right. you know, that I saw my parents exemplify from such a young age um, is is what brings me joy as well and what I try to live out in, in this work that I do every day Well first thank you,
0: it's a beautiful story it's really not much to say after mm. hearing um, what this person did yeah. um, but I want to thank you for what you're doing thank you for doing sacrifice for others yeah. uh, and thank your family for letting you do that <laughs> Um, your boys and and Jesse. And I I just wanna say thank you, and please continue talking about your faith and your power as a woman. Because if I've learned anything today, it's this understanding that you are a pioneer as a woman in your part of America, and that faith is something that drives you, Mm -hmm. and we need more and more of women who are willing to share some of the most vulnerable things and authentic things so that others can learn from that. So Mm -hmm. thank you for being open to having that conversation today. And I had a great time and I loved learning about you and Grand Rapids and Michigan. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thanks.